It has been said that there are three kinds of people in the world. Wolves, sheep, and sheepdogs. Most people are sheep. And while there's nothing wrong with that, they love peace and quiet, and they are not likely to rise to the occasion should violence strike. Another kind of person is a wolf. Wolves can be vicious. They will attack a person just because they want their wallet or they choose violence against that person. They are evil. Fortunately, there, are th- there is a third kind of person in the world, sheepdogs. Sheepdogs love peace too. However, they are aware that there is evil in the world. They know the wolves prowl about. They do not crave violence and wish the world was free of its wars and riots. But they know that heaven with its glory has not yet arrived. And until it does, the sheepdog will take his or her stand against violent people, the wolves. Okay. Well, on that dramatic note, welcome to the podcast. What's don't up, be don't be an idiot. Uh, it sounds like you've got some uh, strong feelings about today's topic. Uh, I think it's sheepdog. Be a sheepdog. Be a sheepdog. And, no. and don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot, sheepdog. Don't, yeah. So, so I guess today would be about don't be a sheep or don't be a wolf would really be the, the negative examples there. So uh, do you have a, a story for us at all? Idiot of to, the week is yeah, that what you're looking for? D- an idiot of the yes. week. Uh, now, Caleb, we talked before. Uh you, As you we grew do. up in homeschool, a homeschool context, Yay. right? And so, why mm. bullying is everywhere? Absolutely. It would have been less yeah, in that yeah. environment. So, like honestly, if your kids are in public schools, like the things I hear and see that kids say to each other, kids are mean, man. They are complete jerks. Uh, both of our teach, uh, both of our wives are in education. And just the stories of, yeah. and it's all the way through. Uh, my kids are in elementary school. My wife's a middle school uh, uh, principal, and your wife has been a middle school yeah. princi- uh, principal teacher. Uh, now they've both been in the high school. It's all the way through. And so if your kids are in uh, school, <laughs> yeah. this is a conversation you need to be having with them. Uh, 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 and I, I'm aware of this at a pretty personal level. Like, uh, mm. I, especially in junior high and early high school, uh, yeah, to say I was actively bullied sounds probably mm-hmm. more dramatic than it needs to be, but like I experienced a lot of bullying and from mm. one specific person. Uh, and the funny thing was, I was much larger than this kid. Are you talking about me? No, I'm not talking about Caleb. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb doesn't bully me too much. So just, just, just a little bit. Just a little verbal bullying <laughs> than, than, than now. T- t- so. Tender, tender bully. <laughs> tender bully. No, I, I remember the kid's name. His name is Kevin. Uh, so Kevin was my Kevin. If you're listening to the podcast, you need Jesus, back. bro. I hope you. I hope you love Jesus, <laughs> and he loves you. Know that. Uh, but but Kevin was a pretty active bully in my life. I remember one specific example where I was walking through uh, my school hallway, and Kevin just comes out of nowhere and like classic movie bully stuff shoves me against a locker. <laughs> and and I remember in that moment, like I had brothers, like. We fought, we yeah. wrestled, like I was physically capable. I played sports. I, I wasn't a small kid. Uh, yeah, you're the middle child. I, I'm, I'm the middle. Yeah, yeah, middle child of my family. And I'm, you've seen my brothers, Caleb. Yeah. I'm four inches taller than both of my <laughs> brothers. You know what I mean? And probably a hundred pounds heavier than my older brother. Like, yeah, I, I'm not a small guy. 
uh, and, and I could have probably handled myself. And, and my parents even said like, hey, like we take up for each other. We don't, right. bullying's not right. okay. But something in me, like the gentle giant, I guess <laughs> you could say in me, like I, I just don't love physical altercation. It's not something that, that I really enjoy. Like even playing football, uh, play football all through school. Like I never got the enjoyment of just getting smacked, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, and never loved doing it to other people. Just not something that I was into. But I allowed this, this little smaller, little, the smaller guy to bully right. me. Uh, hmm. and, and I remember most of the shame I felt wasn't embarrassment. It was personal shame that I didn't do something to stand up against mm. my bully. Hmm. And so, wow, that's not as funny as our normal stories. Uh, <laughs> I can kind of laugh back at it now. Like, right. Because uh, you, you, you allowed that. I allowed that. That's not true for everybody. Like, not, yeah. We're not, we're not saying every instance of bullying, yes. it, the victim is culpable or responsible for it. But I, I, I will go so far as to say, uh, to a certain extent, yes, we all. If you've been bullied, you are culpable at 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 very least. How you interpreted those events is in your control. I I would agree with how that. How you choose to perceive that, and you it, know, oftentimes your kids are image like you see yourself in mm, them. I mm. see my son in me, uh, tender hearted. Mm. Uh, he's you know doesn't love yeah altercations. Mm. Uh, you know, doesn't love to get in even arguments. Emma, Emma will go toe to toe and argue with anybody. You right. Know I mean? But right. Asher, Asher kind of shies away. I think that this is going to be something for him. So it's something I talk about okay. all the time. So where was the first place you remember hearing about being a sheepdog? Oh, uh, it's in a book. So <laughs> I read it in a book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I read it somewhere. Yeah, don't ask me to quote. <laughs> don't, don't ask me any questions. Yeah, wait to yeah. throw me under the bus. I was, I was rough. Uh, I, I remember reading it in a book. This idea of a, a sheepdog. Uh, but another uh, a quote that I really love, popularly popularly attributed to Edmund Burke, although there's no proof he ever said it, but it says that all that's required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing, and that fits whether it's the wolf, the sheepdog, or the sheep. If you, yeah, and, and I think we can be all of these things. Oh, absolutely. I have noticed times in my life where I've been a sheep. I've noticed times when I've been the wolf hmm. and I've noticed time where I've been the sheepdog. Hmm. So I, I don't think just because you do one thing like a sheep, a wolf or a sheepdog, you know what I mean? That means you're always that. But I think there's something we should strive to be, especially as men, especially as dads. So, uh, so before we get into like, uh, what does it mean to be a sheepdog? Let's talk, just nailing down, clarifying in our heads. You started with a dramatic reading, but typify what does the wolf do? The wolf is looking really for predators, mm. right? So when you think about you, a wolf, you mean prey? Yes, I do mean the prey. wolf Thank is you. predator. Yeah, yeah, the wolf. Uh, you got to watch Zootopia again, yeah, right? I need to, yeah, <laughs> need, need to, to brush up on it. Uh, Sorry, the wolf is legitimately looking for prey. Yeah, roaming around yeah. looking for opportunities, and this might be passively. Like some people mm -hmm. are just just like this, and this actually could <laughs> jerks be, on accident. Uh, I mean, we don't have to look far in the news before we see wolves taking advantage of other people mm. and not only causing harm, but killing, uh, mm. like wolves are everywhere. And just to be clear, that can be a, oh, a wolf can vary from, you know, serial killer, mass murderer to somebody who's just kind of a rude, abrasive person. Uh, words that have literally, those exact those words exact have been words, used yeah. to describe me. So, uh, really, a wolf isn't always just an overtly evil person. In fact, I, I would say most school bullies, right? The the more you get into psychology and the more you, you yeah. learn about this, they've been deeply hurt. 
and, and that's why uh, yeah. there's a popular phrase: uh, "Hurt people, hurt people." There, there's oh, yeah. uh, most school bullies are deeply insecure, are you know struggling with their own issues, or abuse and, and neglect, and uh, there's a reason why all of these people. So we're not saying every, those people are uh, evil. All these people need Jesus. It's a spectrum. It, yeah, yeah. Yes. And now, it is not loving to allow them to continue to be wolves. No. I, I think the far more common type is the sheep, though. Yes. Because I, I think, and, and we'll get here and talk about this, this isn't just speaking physically, speaking you know, mentally and spiritually. Like, yeah. Most people are content with just kind of sitting back and letting life happen mm. and not being active in trying to you know, change things around them yeah. or, or, or be... Or be some kind of agent of change around them. We're daily seeing videos posted from around our country of people sitting there filming while people get beaten. It it uh, boils my blood. W- w- th- that's what it means to be a sheep. If you're sitting there hiding behind a camera, mm-hmm. you're a sheep. And, uh, and a sheep could also mean like, you know, I, I don't remember, but if one of my buddies was sitting next to me as this bully was shoving me against a locker and not stiffing mm. in between them, like that's mm-hmm. also being a sheep. And mm. sheep's an easy thing to be because it's it could be scary or it can be oh, intimidating. It's terrifying, right? Yeah. Uh you know the first place I heard, you know, I put you on the spot. <laughs> uh you've read this book too, American Sniper, the Chris Kyle story. Okay. That was the first place because he really deals in that book with this idea of like he had to deal with the idea of taking life. Mm. Uh, and if you don't know Chris Kyle's story, he's one of the most prolific um, American snipers. Snipers, you know he uh, he has a, uh, a a kill count that is unlike anyone's ever uh, recorded. Which which country was he in? Uh, he was in Afghanistan, I think, and he was in Iraq. He was in the the war in the Middle East, mm. uh, and he, and he really deals with the the idea here of like good and evil, and how e- evil honestly needs to be eradicated. Uh, and mm. it's a hard view, but I think mm-hmm. it's a necessary view. Uh, and Chris Kyle was through and through a sheep dog, hmm. uh, especially in this portion of his life. And the crazy thing is a wolf took his life hmm. at, the, at the end of his story. You know, when he was trying to help somebody, hmm. um, his life was taken. So, uh, outside of war and peace. Yeah. So first place yeah. I heard about it. So, uh, since then my interest has been peaked in this and because some of my background and because I have children and I work yes. with, with vulnerable people. It, it matters. And so this is for us as pastors and as dads to, to wrestle with, but specifically this is more of a dad conversation. Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation I have with my kids and I know you have with your kids talking to my kids about not being a sheep, yeah, not being a wolf, being a sheepdog and what that looks like. Because honestly, their context is a safe context, relatively speaking, for figuring out what that looks this like. This is the place to learn. And we have a culture now who's celebrating sheep who's celebrating being a sheep yes. and getting eaten. And that's nonsense. Stop it. Uh, and that, that's our job as dads, as as husbands and fathers, to not only model, but just talk to our kids about the value of strength and how to use strength to defend and protect. Yeah. There's really three kind of ways we kind of think about being a, a sheepdog, and I think that's important. Um so three ways we're going to talk about physically, mentally, and spiritually. And honestly, 
when I think about what most people think about when they think sheepdog, they think the physical side, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's the easiest place to be a sheepdog. Absolutely, um, it, it's the clearest. It, right? Maybe like, that's look. that's a better word. It's the clearest. You know, there's no confusion in it. Yeah, <laughs> you're standing up against people who mean physical harm or even ver- verbal, verbal, yeah, yeah. you know, things like that. So, um. So what does it mean then to uh, physically be a sheepdog, Caleb? Uh, you, when you were just saying uh, uh, verbal, like I think gossip. Oh, it's it, great. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really soft, I'm not saying it's a, but it's a soft form of being a wolf. Yeah. You're talking, you're, you're isolating people. You're separating them from yeah. the herd. You know, if we want to go back to that. You're talking with your pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're separating out a sheep with your little pack and you're starting to nip at them. It's not the kill shot. You're not yeah, yeah. murdering, you know, but that's, so being a sheepdog physically uh, means verbally standing up for those who can't defend themselves and physically standing up for those who can't defend themselves. And I think it's important to talk about the verbal because that's going to be way more common yes. in your life yes, uh, than it is going to be the physical. I actually think most people mm-hmm. will not have to be any serious physical altercation in their life. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to be available. Oh, I got to tell this story. Um, <laughs> sorry, I say a story. It's something I saw online uh, as a good millennial. So it's absolutely true. Uh, it, it is true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, because, I mean, it was a... It's online. It's true. I, I, I got to personally see the video. So the video was that there was this there was this security video from a gas station where there is this domestic issue. Mm-hmm. I told you the story, Caleb. Mm-hmm. This domestic issue where uh, a dad uh, was trying to get his kids back from a mom. I, I do not know the background of... of of their relationship, but I do know that the dad was acting violently, not only against the mom, uh, like you watch the dad strike the mom uh, in the video, you watch the dad like wrestle and throw and hit the people trying to stand between the mom and the kids. And he's trying to physically take the children (laughs) to the point where the mom locks herself in the bathroom at the gas station and and this dad is trying to kick the door down. And so then all of a sudden, as as the story's being told, uh, there's this 16 year old high school wrestler who hears the commotion across the street runs to it runs through the door gets a hold of the dad and wrestles him down to the ground hmm. uh and when he's asked like hey what were you thinking he was like i was thinking that there was someone in need and i had the ability to stop something that could have been a lot worse yeah and i was just i, I showed asher i was like asher come here you got to look at this this is what i'm talking about you know what i mean well you're talking uh so t- tell us what you're doing with your kids oh yes um so if you are reading or, you know, reading the books that I'm reading, like American Sniper, things like this, or in this world, like... We'll ju- give a couple of book recommendations yeah, at the end of the podcast. Uh, is a martial art that's a really popular martial art right now. And it's all, you know, all how to defend yourself. Uh, it's all how to, you know, use your body to be able to stop uh, or, you know, to stop some violence against you. Um, and so it's not... There's a lot of martial arts. This one typically ends in we're wrestling on the ground because mm-hmm. like 90% of fights or something like that, I'm getting that statistic wrong, uh, end Go up on the, the ground. ground. Like you're, you're getting hit is only such a small piece of it. You need to know how to protect yourself. But And so I, I take my kids to a class once a week and I participate in a class where mm. we practice physical altercation. There's no other place you can do this. I mean, there's wrestling unless sure. you're doing something like this. And so my kids, you know, they know, or at least they're learning to know how to use their bodies to protect. And it's something that even their, their coaches in those classes say, we are an anti-bully school. We're here to exist, to yeah. shop, to, excuse me, to stop yeah. wolves. So like physically, this is, we'll, we'll do a whole podcast on the value of like working out and, 
and being physical and, and whatnot. And there's a lot of benefits to it, but it's basically starts biologically defend yourself, being physically able to defend yourself. There's so many reasons uh, to work out and we'll begin to go into that. I hope to actually have my sister on the podcast. Who's a uh, licensed counselor mm. uh, and talk about the benefits of physical exercise and just how it yeah. works in your brain, but just the physical confidence to defend yourself and to defend other people. I love that you're saying confidence because a lot of times we have the physical ability. Oh, that's you're cool. a physical person, but the, and we'll talk about it here in a second, the mental mm. switch that it takes yeah. to move into that action. Right. So let's go back. Uh, well, so physically defending yourself physically, uh, yeah. it, but, uh, the physical defense then also verbal physical defense. Yep. Uh, so we're using physical right there in two words. One, the actual mm-hmm. interaction, putting your body on the line, but then verbally putting your body on the line. That's a, another aspect of this physical uh, sheepdog. What are some of the uh, situations we mentioned gossip? What are some of the other times when you think it would be appropriate uh, to think sheepdog? I am a sheepdog now verbally. When I am watching someone who is vulnerable being attacked verbally from someone else, whether that be like they're using their words to go, go after that person. I think it's important to stand. Even if it's like, hey, I'm going to stand in between them and just argue on their behalf or stand mm. up for them on their behalf. I, I think that's when it's important. Um, I, I think there's a social media world where people are very troll-like. That's a, you know an internet term of people are just going to go after people just because they can. Mm-hmm. I actually would, would say the sheepdog thing is just to ignore and walk away from that you like sometimes yeah, online's different online's a totally different world. let's, let's keep it to in person like when you actually with your real here ears hear some type of verbal attack a verbal sheepdog coming after a sheep yeah so this is like, a the, verbal this is like the karen in the restaurant who's yelling <laughs> at the poor waitress is that what you mean uh yeah yeah when when is it appropriate and then when uh, when and what would it look like for a sheepdog to verbally uh, defend someone? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I guess I've, I'm not sure I've had one of these specific things happen. Uh, oh, I guess I have. Yeah, yeah, I do have a story of uh, th- there was, I was out and about, uh, yeah, how much of the story I tell. <laughs> this this person that I knew and it was in kind of my circle, that I can, you know, loosely circle, at least yeah. knew the people I knew. Our, we're a small community. Yeah, right? came to me and really was, trashing someone that i love and i respect and when i say trashing like was saying wrong incorrect and and more i mean legitimately evil things about this person and because of my highly relational thing over i i lack confidence sometimes to stand up against people and i didn't want to really enter into this conversation or make this a fight i decided to kind of lay over Mm. Uh, and i missed an opportunity to stand up for someone that I loved and respected and someone who's poured a lot into me. You know, and so I was like, mm-hmm. I, I should have stood up for that person. Uh, so I, I think any time that you know that they're wrong, that it's evil, and mm-hmm. that it's going to legitimately do damage, hmm. you need to step into those situations. Because it's one thing to be like, you know, so-and-so is this, and it's an offhand comment, and like, that's going to mean nothing. Hmm. I don't have to enter. Like, I can be wise. But if it's going to... If it's, you know it's wrong, you know it's evil, and it's legitimately going to do damage, it's time to step in. That's great. That's a gr- good framework yeah. uh, for, for when you intersect, interpose yourself as a sheepdog. Yeah. Uh, so, let's, uh, so that's kind of the physical side, but whether that's with your body or with your words. Uh, what about mentally? What does it mean to be a sheepdog mentally? For me? Yeah. Uh, it's protecting me from myself. 
Honestly, the biggest mental wolf in my life is me. Hmm. Negative self-talk, hmm. uh, negative thoughts, hmm. uh, wandering thoughts, whatever it would be. What about you? What, what, and when you think about mentally being a sheepdog, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that was a really good one. I had not yeah. necessarily articulated. Uh, I was thinking more positive ways of, oh, yeah. of, <laughs> of building, uh, but but mentally... Uh, mentally being a sheepdog uh, for my own for, for equipping other people is is talking to them oh uh, that's great yeah my four-year-old right now is has a phrase that he loves telling himself or loves telling us he says all the time and oh i'm afraid i'm afraid i'm, I'm scared like, dad i'm scared i'm like no you're not i just straight up tell him no you're not and uh one of the verses uh We've memorized. Uh, thank you, Cubbies and and uh, Children's Director and, and our Children's Curriculum. We we learned this here, but uh, be strong, be courageous, don't be afraid. Like a straight up command to not be afraid. For From the Joshua, Lord, yeah. yeah. For the Lord your God goes with you. It's repeated all the time through Joshua, and uh, so we make him say it. So I'm helping him. Uh, I, I pushed it to somebody else, but uh, mentally training himself mentally to tell himself, this is the positive self-talk. Like I am not afraid because God is with me. Uh, so mentally, uh, and uh, okay, well, I'll go back. Uh, I've sh- I shared previously some of my uh, personal story when I was off staff after I had resigned. Uh, one of the things I did to help change the mental dialogue in my own head was to write things that are true. Mm. Uh, there's a great book uh, by Stephen Furtick called Crashing the Chatterbox. And it talks about this and it says, I don't feel blank. Uh, I don't feel, well, I, I don't feel um, able to handle this, but I am strong and courageous. I don't feel very healthy, but God says I am mm. forgiven and free. That's I, good. I, I, I don't feel this and then saying that statement so one of the ways uh, mentally preparing uh for that uh, is just having those answers for whatever you're feeling uh (laughs) you have uh, in here read and think as well yeah if you're mentally preparing yourself uh one of the favorite one of the things that gives me confidence is to mentally prepare things like i love reading Hmm. and, and reading specifically stories uh, of sheepdog and other people yeah. they're inspiring to me yeah that's look, real life stories I, I would start with those but yeah. also just broadening it out that's why i love watching superhero movies right i every time we watch superhero movies my kids probably hate it but i'm like hey who's the villain oh. and who's the hero You're, did the, you pause it and make them- <laughs> no i don't pause it i just talk over the movie for a bit yeah i was like see the villain is taking advantage of people mm-hmm He's hurting people. That's how you know they're the villain. The hero, how you know who the villain hero is, is because they're defending and protecting. Verbally and physically, they're defending and protecting life. And that's honestly the dividing line between the hero and the villain. Both of them have the capacity for violence. Yeah, my favorite superhero is Captain America. I don't know who your favorite is. He's very clear. Yeah, because I, I just I like the very that he draws a clear line. Uh, like mm-hmm. I'm going to stand up for what the good. So yeah, mine's Iron Man because he's really snarky. But <laughs> yes, that's a, for a totally different reason. <laughs> yes, Captain America is a great example because he's on the side of defending and protecting those who cannot defend and protect themselves. Uh, just doing hard things helps you mentally. Mm. Uh, 
That's great. Up until very recently, I was very actively running a lot. Um, you know, and so when you get past a couple miles, yeah. Uh, Caleb, you run too. Like I know you did a thousand miles in a year one time. Like the mental side of that. Mm. Uh, there's a point where your body's like, oh, I'm kind of getting tired, and you have right. to continue to tell yourself no. This morning, we both uh, we both worked out. We were at the same gym. We were working out, and there's this one part of the workout that we both hate because it's the worst <laughs> part. Uh, you know, because it's pure effort. It's pure effort. It, it's, it's it's just like pushing running. a sled, yep. a weighted sled across the floor. It. it just Caleb left before me. So our normal <laughs> workout buddy wasn't there. And then Caleb left before me. And before he leaves, he did this on purpose. He's like, hey, Jake, can we put this away? And I was like, no, leave it out. And it was much harder to do it by myself in the gym right. without my friends around me. Mm. But that's where mental fortitude comes in. And mm. that's being a sheepdog. Because when it, a lot of times, even when we talk about physically or spiritually, it's the mental that needs to go first. Mm-hmm. You need to mentally be a sheepdog before you can physically act or even spiritually act sometimes. Like the, the battle starts in your head. That's actually a really good combination of the two, the mental and physical. Yeah. Because you, you're preparing yourself physically. It starts mentally, but you're preparing your body physically to act. You have to mentally have worked through this situation. What will I do if? Okay. And, and so you started with your head. Like, I am going to push this sled and I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to that finish line. Uh, we push it down and back. And the back is, is so much worse. So hard. <laughs> and specifically, I get about halfway back and I'm just like, oh, but saying, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Uh, and that's mentally, it's a mental fight, but preparing my body physically yeah. to go beyond uh, where I think it can. So when you think spiritually, we talked about yeah, physically, yeah. we talked about mentally spiritually being a, you know, a sheepdog, uh, first Peter says that mm. the love, the, excuse me, the devil, uh, is a prowling mm. lion. We could, we could put wolf in there if we yeah, wanted to, yeah, let's uh, go with you wolf. know, uh, we could be a prowling wolf, which goes all the way back to, uh, Genesis chapter three, uh, God talking to Cain, he says, yes. Hey Cain, careful. Sin is at your door. It's, it's the wolf at, door. at the door. It's yeah. about to eat you. Will you be a sheep, a sheepdog or a wolf? Uh, quite honestly, uh, we have, Caleb, you and I have grown up and lived in a pretty spiritually easy time to be a Christian. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. Comparatively. Maybe to the negative. <laughs> to, to the negative. Uh, and very recently, uh, it's it's fun to watch the American church feel like there's a lot of uh, persecution. <laughs> and, and there is more yeah, pushback yeah. on being a believer yeah. and, and believing uh, in, in the Bible. Uh, and so there might be more chances now to be a sheepdog spiritually so what does it look like to be a sheepdog spiritually and and then how do we prepare ourselves to do it that's great uh (laughs) there's a verse i was trying to quickly look it up but uh prepare your mind for action um i won't be able to find it right now but uh it it talks about be ready be prepare yourself for action and uh paul in romans talks about renewing your mind Mm. get yourself ready daily uh uh don't be conformed to the pattern of this world but but be renewed uh but get your mind renewed by the daily saturation with the truth of god's word like this will be what we talk about every single time is you have to get in the word of god there's no other way so fill your mind with what's true that's how you prepare yourself spiritually to be a sheepdog to defend your family your church your community uh your own heart uh which uh, we were talking mentally uh you you said 
I, my own mental self-talk is where I have to start yourself spiritually and think those concentric circles widening out. You've got to start uh, spiritually protecting yourself. Uh, yeah. If you've been eaten, you can't protect anybody else. Well, and it's also about like standing up for the truth because mm. the, the longer I'm a Christian, the more I'm a pastor, like I think sometimes about just cultural issues or theological issues, like it would be easier sometimes to not stand for truth like oh absolutely there's a lot of times where the truth rubs against you in a, such a way that it hurts and you don't want to necessarily stand up for it and that's nothing new no it's it always, always been has. like that it always has let's not act like this is a new shocking re- realization that humanity doesn't like that jesus teaches hard things yes uh will you two desert me he says his disciples. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, one of my favorite passages. But like everybody, Jesus teaches something hard and everybody leaves. And he looks at his disciples and like, are you going to leave too? Because he says hard things. Yes. Um, so I love what you said. Like if you want to prepare yourself to be able to stand up for those truths, you need to saturate yourself mm. in the word of God. You need to know the truth. Mm. Because if you're not sure, then you're going to be pushed off that foundation, whatever that is, like you're going to be easily swayed away from those things. This is one of the things when I think teenagers walk away from their faith as a youth pastor, you know, I think about this a lot. Oftentimes this becomes because they're, they are not, they're biblically illiterate that, that, you know, that that's really what's going on. They don't know what they believe or why they believe those things. Yeah. There's a a phrase uh, that what you just said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. Oh, that's so good. Right. Like, and, now, you need to stand for the right thing, but the only way you know the right thing is the Bible. Like that has, as a Christian, that is what is true and what we build our life around. When you don't know what to do, that's where you go back. Mm. Every time. So, uh, yeah. you know, we talk about we're pastors, we're dads. Uh, yeah. I, right now, I care a ton about raising, raising my kids to be sheepdogs. Absolutely. Uh, and that means... We talk about it a lot. Yeah. And I, a couple things really bug me. One, when my kids tattle on each other, drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, yes. And then, but another you know, one, t- Tell us, because uh, we've, we've both implemented this. Yes. Uh, so uh, my youngest loves to tattle. Uh, and, th- and that's a pretty normal thing, right? The yeah. young one tattling on the older one. Absolutely. Uh, and she'll come to me and be like, Dad, you know, this is happening. And I was like, I can't believe it. I can't <laughs> believe Are you serious? That's happening? Just leaning what in. What should I do? <laughs> and uh, the first couple times, that doesn't really work anymore. Right. You know, this makes them just walk away now, which is great too. That's point, part of the point. Um, but now the point, it's like, you know, she would be like, oh, I, I think we need to take, you know, they need to take dessert from, or, you know, maybe, maybe they no should be in video timeout games. or no video game, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Great idea. Oh, wow. And you get the same punishment for tattling. Out. Because I tell them all the time, like, you, the longest relationship you'll ever have in your life is your sibling. You'll yep. know them longer than your parents, than your spouse. I'm not saying it needs to be the you know most important, your spouse, you know, th- things like that. But this is going to be the longest standing relationship in your life. Yep. You need to protect that relationship. And when you tattle, it t- that's that's a whole different thing. We can No, no but you're, you're pointing out the fact right now you're being a wolf. Oh, that's great. You're not yeah. defending and protecting your brother. Uh, now, uh, yeah, so that's, so when we s- say talk about it, we mean talk about it in the moment, in specific in. instances when you can point out you were being a sheep, you were being a wolf, or you were being a sheepdog. Uh, you could walk up to my kids, you, uh, Caleb, and you, maybe you have walked up to Ashley, but hey, what's a sheepdog? Mm-hmm. And he would 
he would tell you like this That's is awesome. a common conversation yeah. because you know Asher being my boy hmm. uh, every once in a while his anger gets the best of him and he and he hmm. strikes out physically he hits yeah. his sister uh, and I pull him away uh, the last time my favorite punishment we do sprints and uh, yes. uh, coaches do this because they get to talk because you can't talk when you're sprinting uh, <laughs> and he gets done with one of them and like and I said what's a wolf he'll tell me and he'll do another one what's a sheep he'll tell me and he'll do another one and That's then great. we keep doing it until I, and I look at him and I said hey. I don't allow wolves in my house. Mm. Would you like to sleep outside tonight? Because you're the head sheep dog. That's exactly right. I am the and alpha I, I look dog. At him, would you like to sleep outside tonight? <laughs> and one time he's like, well, like if I could have a... T- no. Nope. No. You don't get the protection of any of my sheep dog. Mm. And, you know, and so I try to drive that point with my son and with my daughter very specifically. And like I said, with jujitsu and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's great. Talk about it. Yeah. And, and so that, the talk about it, it, it tying in with specific instances uh yeah. don't leave it vague uh what uh practice it uh what are some ways you practice yeah it? so like jujitsu like we talked about mm-hmm. uh i also like they'll come home talking about things that happen at school and i will help them giving them words to be able to speak up for other people mm. uh, so or, the verbal the going ver- back to the, that the one more specifically the, you know the physical side we, we really do get uh in jujitsu and things but i, I mm-hmm. walk them through or if they're being wolves and whatever to each other yes you do this like what do you do with your kids when they're you make them stand together and hold hands. Oh, yes. It's a great one. Uh, yeah. So what are the practices uh, when the, they're kids, right? They're going to fight. It, it's inevitable. So one of the things is is to help. We Our culture is doing great at dehumanizing people uh, mm-hmm. through the internet and whatnot. And, and we don't see that person as a person anymore. And I think that's really where a lot of this wolf comes from is, is we have to make them less than us. And so for my kids, uh, they do love each other and they have so much fun together most of the time. But when they're fighting, honestly, I try not even to get in the middle of it. So when I, <laughs> what I do is I make them hold hands. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold hands, look deeply into each other's eyes and talk to each other and say, why are you upset? And say, how does that make me feel? And, and why did they act that way? And honestly, it's practice. It's, it's practice being a human and, mm-hmm. uh, and seeing each other. Uh, it's real. I'll just be honest. Almost every time it ends just in giggles and laughter. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> they walk away friends. They may not have ever gotten, they, I, I'm actually shocked at the number of times they really do. Uh, uh, they're able to verbalize why they're upset. Oh, that's good. Um, I, I'm shocked at the number of times that they can accurately articulate that. Uh, but even if they don't, the practice of looking and seeing one another and realizing this is a person that that is valuable, that I love and care about, uh, is valuable in and of itself. Even if they can't articulate mm. why exactly they're upset or why they did what they did. Um, yeah, that's a that's a fun fun practice. So. Uh, I think we should end with this. Yeah. Uh, we, we have, Caleb and I love to read. Uh, yeah. And honestly, stories are one of the more powerful ways to communicate to people, mm-hmm. if not the most powerful. It's how Jesus did it. It's mm-hmm. how mankind has always done it. Yep. And so we have a couple of books and suggestions for you. And we'll just go one by one here. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've done this one with your kids, Caleb. I have. I have not done this one. It's called Way of the Warrior Kid. Jocko Willink mm-hmm. uh, writes these. And they're yep. for your kids. And so uh, it's about this boy who's bullied. Uh, and he, his Navy SEAL uncle moves into town for a little bit and teaches him how to be a warrior. And that's both physically the, what he eats, how he works out, mm-hmm. the, what he reads, how well he does in his homework way of the warrior kid. 
This, and that is not a Christian book. It's just a good life book. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tender Warrior is a Christian book. It's by a former Green Beret uh, pastor um, who wrote this book uh, about w- really what it means to be a man. Yeah, it is really way more of what it's it's getting at. But a Tender Warrior, just that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fearless. It's got to go down as a top five book of all time for me. Like that, that's a whole another series we'll do about our favorite things and books. Mm. But Fearless is a story about a man, Adam Brown, mm. who grew up would have been a sheepdog slipped into being a wolf slipped into being a sheep then joined the yep. navy seals and things like that and then one last thing as we go because uh, i've got i've got one more uh it, william bennett has this book of virtues he wrote uh, it's really called just the book of virtues uh and it's a children's book and it's got a ton of short really short stories uh parables ish uh uh, that teach virtues and, and it's got a section on, on courage and there's a bunch of really great, oh, this, is, this good. is good for younger kids, uh, illustrated short stories. They're beautifully illustrated. Uh, William Bennett's book of virtues. Yeah. Uh, just as, as a dad of a daughter, I mm. grew up with brothers. It was, a, it was a change for me to raise, uh, to be around women, honestly, and raise a girl. Uh, I just think all the time I'm raising a sheepdog and my daughter too. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm raising a killer. I have jokes sometimes. <laughs> uh, we have a, a funny rule in my house, Emma. You you know when you get to dating age, um, if you can beat him up, you can't date him. You know what I mean? But I want to I want a girl who can stand up for herself, yeah. who can speak clearly, mentally, spiritually, and all of those things too. This is not just a boy thing. Not just. Um, but we're just both dads and men uh, mm-hmm. who are passionate about the people in our lives, and we want to be there. Yeah, to be sheepdogs. Sheepdogs so. for the family. All right, guys. That's all we have for today. Uh, thanks for listening. To don't be an idiot.